Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 9.35 p.m. here in Southern Ontario, Eastern Standard Time. And welcome to the show. And why do we drink alcohol? And what is it doing to our bodies? Thank you for joining me. morning um, doing a show and that went on for about I would say close to an hour you know 55 minutes anyways I tried to get the whole hour in there and that so uh, yeah it was just uh, you know a topic about uh, uh, racism so I had this caller um, good gentleman we're having a good discussion and, and stuff like that. And then it dawned on me. Um, so one of his questions was, um, what education level do I have? And, well, I thought, well, okay, well, I'll tell you what level of, of education that I have. I have, a, I have a grade 12 diploma. I also have one year of college. It was a one-year program on um, social and community services and that. So kind of like, I mean, why would somebody ask you what your educational level is? Uh, really don't know um, why some would, would ask that. But anyways, um, regardless... You know, if anybody wants to know my my um, IQ score, you know, um, it's 110, 110, so I'm normal. You know, so, you know, I'm no, I'm no genius, but if people want to know that too, that's what it is. But anyhow, um, just kind of uh, found it odd. You know, that someone would ask that and that. So, um, yeah, anyways, um, so, you know, things, um, it, you know, in the last month, um, alcohol has been, you know, a really hot topic, you know, um, should we be even drinking it at all? Now, they've done, I don't know, lots of studies. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a good Saturday. I hope uh, your, 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 um, your weekend is, uh, is going well. And that, so it's, uh, 
yeah, this is my second show of the day. You know, I started my show this morning and uh, talked about, you know, how I can get more shows out than trying to do them during the weekdays, you know, because I've had, I've had shows like this week, this past, I had shows set up and I had to cancel them because getting in late from work, it just wasn't feasible. The week prior to last week, I managed to get four shows in from Tuesday to the Friday. So I thought, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to get more shows out there. So because last week, you know, this week, this past, you know, it wasn't working out. And I thought to myself, well, I want to do more shows. So it looks like, um, you know, I'm going to be doing four shows over the weekend, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. You know, I guess in a way, you know, I, uh, maybe I just thought, you know, that doing it one show a night <clears throat> would work out really well. But, you know, I mean, I could, I can look at my schedule for the day and say, oh, this, this doesn't look too bad. You know, it looks like this is, this is doable, you know, and then things go south, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, people who come on my show like yourselves, you know, want to listen in and, you know, you remember, oh, you know, nine o'clock at night, Trucker's podcast is coming on. Only to find out that it didn't happen. You know, you, you you're the listeners, and 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 you listen to plenty of podcasts, whether they're a live show or they've been already been recorded. You know, so and you know, so you you like to engage in a live podcast you know which probably a lot of people do instead of you know or if they you know people will say okay well i i missed the live show i'm going to listen to the recording but at least the show was done and i hate to i hate to set up a show and then not to be able to do it you know and i don't want to disappoint you know, um, to get listeners, you know, um, it, it's, I, I don't think it's, it, it's hard to get listeners is, you know, it's, it's the content as well. Right. And in the host, you know, um, being interesting and stuff like that would bring, would keeps bringing you back to whatever podcast you, you want to listen to. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do them on the weekends, two shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday. Cause I don't have to work 
And when I'm up early in the morning, it's not, I don't have to, you know, run out the door and, and do things right away, you know, and in the evening when I'm done all my stuff that I do on the weekends, then, you know, the evenings are my time and I like to bring my time to you. So, yeah, so before you came on here, I'm going to mention this again. I had a, 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 a caller called in, nice gentleman, and that, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was talking about racism. And um, so we're having a conversation, and, and out of the blue, you know, he asked me, um, what is my educational level? I didn't really think about it at that, at that point in time. So I said, yeah, I said, you know, I have a grade 12 diploma. You know, I have, uh, I took a one year uh, college course on, uh, on community and, and social services. And then, you know, I, I just mentioned too that, you know, you know, never bothered to ask me, you know, um, you know, what is my IQ? You know, you know, my, my IQ is normal. You know, it's like between 108 and, and, and 108 and 110, you know, I'm not a genius, you know, so, um, I don't know what, what he, what he was um, trying to apply or thinking, you know, I have no idea. But anyways, it was afterwards, I just felt it was kind of odd. And then I'm thinking, I've never asked anybody what they're, what, what they're having a conversation with somebody that ask them what, what, what their level of education they have. It's kind of felt it's kind of, it's kind of odd. You know, so anyways, um, back to the topic here. Um, so there's been like in, in the last months, um, alcohol has been really a hot topic and, you know, over the years and in, in, in decades, they've done studies on alcohol. Um, what is, uh, you know, what should be deemed as, as a, a safe consumption, you know, um, I think at one time they said males could have up to like 14 drinks a week. So that's a couple of, of beverages a day. You know, I think women was, was maybe five around, around that time. And I'm thinking, well, 14 days, uh, 14 drinks a week two beers a day. Well, can we just do it in one night? Just binge drink? There'll be time, I mean, I'll have the occasional beer throughout the week. You know, um, but, you know, hardly ever. So, I go out on the weekends, you know, when I can. <clears throat> and so 
I would order that 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 tall glass of beer holds three beers. And, and a drink four of those. In the span of it takes the time to play a hockey game. So three, three and a quarter hours, three and a half hours, 12 beers. That's drunk. So then they're doing other studies and other studies coming out now, you know, um, alcohol causes cancer or cancers. And of course it causes a whole lot of other problems. Now they're talking about no amount of alcohol is a safe amount. Right? Zero alcohol. They're talking about putting labels on alcohol, warning labels, as they do cigarettes. So here in Canada, on our, on our cigarette packs, they have graphic images of what tobacco can do to you. Has it stopped people from smoking? I would say yes, but there still is a large percentage of people who continue to smoke regardless of these these warnings, you know, these graphic warnings of, of the use of tobacco. And of course, the, the, the big breweries are pushing back on, on you know, putting these labels uh, on alcohol, you know, in, in, in fear that, you know, losing revenue. Tobacco companies were forced, you know, they didn't have a choice. So should we be putting warning labels on alcohol? That question is, um, is, is, is still out there. And nobody really has the answer to it yet, you know, and, and you know, it is, you know, um, say, you know, Health Canada, I mean, are they going to back down from the big breweries? That's, you know, um, to remain, to remain seen. Um, alcohol related health, healthcare visits. Um, spiked during the pandemic um, here in Ontario, Canada. Um, so they did a study that suggests there was a spike in health care visits related to alcohol during the pandemic, both among people with a history of problems with drinking and as well as those confronting issues for the first time. And the study, which was used, the Data Research uh, Institute, 
uh, shows a 22% jump in visits to the physicians, including family doctors and, and uh, addiction medicine specialists. And there are people, uh, so these people who are, are being hospitalized with, with alcohol dependence or withdrawal um, or seizures or problems like that. And they're talking about at the same time, there's a 15% drop in alcohol-related emergency room visits, likely because people generally stopped going to the ERs for fear of catching COVID-19 or overwhelming already stretched the healthcare system. I mean, part of it, you know, you know, we're at stay, stay at home orders, non-essential businesses were all closed. You could go to the grocery store, you know, um, you could go to Walmart because they sold groceries, you could go to Costco because sold groceries and other items and stuff like that. You can still buy alcohol. I think part of the reason why you were still be able to buy alcohol. Well, you think about it for a moment. People who are alcoholics, alcohol dependent, they have to have it. Or they could die. And, and, you know, Health Canada, the government, they know this. And then, of course, well, the breweries. Big corporations. Could have some influence on keeping them up, but I think more or less, you know, um, People who have, you know, that chronic dependent um, on for alcohol. Now, you know, I mean, we drink, we drink for for a lot of different reasons. You know, social. going to a party. We also drink, you know, uh, because a, uh, of a, of a traumatic, uh, incidence, you know, and, and that could be, um, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, from, from war, but that post-traumatic stress disorder also, you know, from the other, uh, from, from physical abuse, mental abuse and sexual abuse, but people carry this for the rest of their lives. We drink to suppress what's happened to, to happen to us in our lives. You know, 
we from from the stress and the anxiety um to to get away from that you know to mask you know the problems that that you know these people are experiencing and not at any fault of their own you know when it comes to physical and mental and sexual abuse you know stuff like that so they want to feel different they want to feel better so alcohol and then it could also be you know an illicit drugs you know doing heroin meth coke Fentanyl, to feel better, because feeling the way they do is not normal, and we want to suppress those feelings. Now, unfortunately, it's only a short-term fix. Because after everything's said and done, and, and if you, you had your drinks, your problems are still there when you wake up. And then they go back to it again. And I ask, you know, I ask, you know, if you drink, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, it, it's your business, right? Why do you drink? I drink for social. And I drink to party. Go to party, everybody's drinking, so join the party. I smoke cigarettes. That's also not good. Right? So when I get stressed and I feel anxiety, you know, I turn to tobacco. Which by the way, is an addiction as well. Does it help? You know, it's a Band-Aid. And then you smoke another one and whatever, you know, it's like alcohol. You have one, you have two, then you have three, you have four. And so on. Now, the other thing here too, you know, um, the study published um, in the Canadian Journal of Public Health um, suggested that the uh, pandemic-related stress um, caused a rise in alcohol-related health problems. And for those who did not have any pre-existing issues, as well as those who had already been dealing with alcohol use disorder but lacked access, access to patient addiction treatment services. 
which again was shut down to the states, stay at home orders. So these, so the increased availability of alcohol during the pandemic, while other services were shut down, may have influenced people to drink more. And for some people, that that be uh, that behavior um, will persist. Yeah. Case to be true. I don't think I have to do what I just clicked on here. So just close this off for a second here. Now, alcohol affects on the body. So drinking too much on a single occasion over time can take a serious toll on your health. On a single occasion, okay, so I drink the the bigger glasses that hold three beers, and I drink four of those. I mean, people, I mean, people out there would drink twelve beers every single evening. Well, of course, alcohol, and, and when it comes to, um, to our brain, you know, which is the, so it's, it's the main computer of the body that runs the body. Alcohol interferes with the brain's communication pathways. It can affect the way the brain looks and works. And these disruptions can change mood and behavior and make it harder to think clearly and move with coordination. Well, staggering down the street, slurred speech, reaction time is much slower. You know, just, uh, I mean, I've done this, you know, walking down the street, intoxicated, stumble. And by the time, you know, your reaction time for someone who isn't intoxicated, you stumble and you trip, your, your reaction is faster. You get your hands out faster to cushion the fall. So when you're, when, when your reaction time is impaired and you're, and you're intoxicated and you stumble, you're already on the ground before you get your arms out in front of you. You know, you've already done the face plan. It also affects the heart. Drinking a lot over a long, long time or too much on a single occasion 
can damage the heart. Stretching and droping of the heart muscles. Irregular heartbeat. Stroke. High blood pressure. Now, stroke and high blood pressure to um, smoking. Of course, the liver. Heavy drinking takes a toll on the liver and can lead to a variety of, of problems. Um, liver inflammation, including um, a fatty liver. Alcoholic hepatitis, fibrosis, cirrhosis. Even the pancreas. You're going to remember this is a toxin that we're putting into our bodies. Right? Alcohol causes the pancreas to produce toxic substances that, that can even lead to pancreatitis it is a dangerous inflammation or the swelling of the blood vessels in the pancreas that prevents proper digestion. Cancer. Um, so this is the other thing that they've been talking about, right? Uh, in the last month, they've been talking about this. Uh, there's strong scientific consensus that alcohol drinking can cause several types of cancer. Um, so the consumption of alcohol beverages is known as the human carcinogen. So the evidence they're talking about too, right? So in the case that the more alcohol person drinks, particularly the more alcohol person drinks regularly over time, the higher his or her risk of developing an alcohol associated cancer, even those who have no more than one drink per day, and people who binge drink. Oh, put my hand up. Those who consume four or more drinks for women and five more drinks for men in one sitting have a modestly increased risk of some cancers. Head and neck cancer, including the oral cavity, the larynx cancers. liver cancer, breast cancer. Studies have consistently found an increased risk of breast cancer in women with increasing alcohol intake. And women who consume about one drink per day have a five to 9% higher chance of developing breast cancer than women who don't drink at all.
in our immune, in our immune system. Drinking too much all, uh, alcohol um, can weaken our immune system, making our body a much easier target for disease. And chronic drinkers are more liable to, con- uh, to contract diseases like pneumonia, tuberculosis, than people who do not drink or people who do not drink too much. And drink a lot in a single location slows your body's ability to ward off infections even up to 24 hours after getting drunk. You know, then, okay. All these health risks. we continue to do it. Is it going to change people's behavior on their consumption of alcohol? There's non-alcoholic beverages like like beer, like so there's no alcohol in it got all the other stuff in there to make beer all the malt and barley and hops and wheat and all the stuff they 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 put in put into it you know or we can just drink water a lot better for you I don't know what it's getting like, you know, for me, you know, because, you know, having, you know, having to go out, you know, to a sports bar, watch a hockey game, drink, drink those beers that I drink. Well, that, you know, knowing this, as all these health problems and stuff like that. It's like smoking. I smoke. Right? And then, and then I'm thinking, what the hell's wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with me. You know? In, in, like in, in perspective of, of um, smoking. And, and, every, and, and everything that is so wrong about it. You know, I mean, it's it's become socially it's be, it's become shunned upon smoking, but drinking hasn't. Drinking alcohol remains a social norm. Go, we go to the, we go and meet at the bar. You know, say you know after you know, office and, and whatever jobs that we do, you know, especially uh, uh, at the end of the week. You know, we, we've put in a, 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 a week's worth of work, hard work, 
and we meet at we meet at the local bar, sit back and chill, have some drinks. Social norm, you know, is what we do, right? So <clears throat> even like, you know, the long, long and short term effects of alcohol. So the short term effects of alcohol and some effects of al- alcohol can, as, um, can be seen as desirable, right? Such as the euphoria. And increase self-confidence. You know, you have that. So you're, you're in a club and see this nice young lady you want to go talk to. But maybe you wouldn't do it if you weren't, if you didn't have any alcohol in your system. So you have that glass of courage. Or maybe a couple of you got to get that, get that, get that euphoria effect going. So it increase that self-confidence at a lower amounts, right? Now, the unpleasant, you know, comes with drinking, dizziness, vomiting, and blurred vision. Well, I've had the I've had the uh, the dizziness and, and the vomiting. I haven't had the blurred vision, of course, uh, blurred speech, you know, speech impediment from alcohol, right? So, and, and like I say, you know, when it comes to that, that, that feeling of that euphoria, you know, for people <clears throat> who have experienced traumatic <clears throat> um, things in their life want to have that right they want to have that euphoria feeling because otherwise you know you know for people who, who who don't drink and stuff like that you know they they have that that natural ability to have that euphoria you know i don't drink to get that euphoria But I don't like the next day neither. You know, you wake up with a hangover and it's like, <laughs> never going to do that again. I mean, how many times have we told ourselves that? Well, that was a really bad, a bad hangover this weekend. That's it for me. I'm not doing that again. And I'll go back out and do it again anyway. Now, and then I started questioning myself too, you know, okay, I, I, I'm a sociable person. I mean, we're social creatures. We have to social. We have to have that human connection. We have to have that in person. 
whether it's just going over to a friend's place or going to a family's, you know, birthday party, a wedding, anniversary, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. Alcohol is always invited. And alcohol doesn't have to be on the guest list. It doesn't need any invitation. It just shows up. We're social, we're, we're social creatures. This is what we do. This is part of socializing. You know, it, it, it became, it became the norm for, for decades and decades. And I guess, you know, I, I read a little bit about prohibition and uh, had, had something to do with wartime as well as, you know, not only, you know, being, being in, in the military and going off to war, but even people at home who stayed back. You know, who then, you know, for instance, women who went in, in, into, into work to help the war effort. They want people to be cognitively and stable. So part of the, the prohibition was for that, no alcohol. We need everybody to be a hundred percent here. We've got to win this war. You know, of course, then, you know, that caused problems in other areas, bootlegging and speakeasies and all that sort of stuff, you know, that all, you know, became illegal. So created more crime. You know, throughout the twenties, you know, you know, the Al Capone days. So, you know, it's like, okay, so do I really need to have it? Do I, you know, okay, so I'm going to, you know, just, I mean, what do we party? Like we party just to party. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. You know, when we were teenagers and stuff like that, you probably remember, you know, going to the bush parties, you know, or just gathered, you know, I mean, high school and, stuff like that. And we have to get somebody and go into the beer store to get our beers for us because we weren't legal age. We had to be 19 here in Canada or Ontario anyways, you know, we had to be 19 years old. And if you weren't, well, I mean, people were obliged to go and give them the money. They were obliged to go into the beer store for you and get it for you. So we just go to party to party. No particular, you know, Celebration, 
you know, just with friends and have some drinks and get drunk and carry on. And then try to do things that you normally wouldn't do when you're sober. You know, end up with injuries as a result of it. You know, and after more studies are coming out, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually, you know, assessing myself. You know, do I need? Do I? You know, do I? You know, need need to drink? Period. You know, I mean, there's other beverages to drink. You know, which of, of course there is. I mean, the water and soda pops and. All that kind of stuff. I mean, you can, you can go to the you can go to the bar and, and buy a Coke. And of course, they have the non-alcohol beers. You know, if you choose to drink that. You know, and and, and, and I'm rethinking. I'm also even rethinking smoking too. Right. You know, and you know, just think of you know all the other health benefits. You know that I, I would, you know, would get back. You know, from not smoking, and the health benefits that that I would I would get, you know, from not drinking alcohol. Changing my my um, eating habits. Looking at more healthier choices. You know, so like I'm in my 60th year. So that means that I got what, 20% of my life expectancy left. The average male lives to be, uh, I think it was 79.8 years of age. Or we just round it off to 80. But, I mean, they say life is short, right? Life life, life is short. Go out and have fun. Do what you're going to do. You know? How, how, how are you going to do it? I mean, no one can tell you you know, what you should be doing, right? We got to make our own choices, right? Like I say, I'm, I'm reassessing things, you know? Um, but, we, you know, we all have to make that choice at some point in time and, and do an assessment of ourselves and, and stuff like that. And, of course, keeping up your doctor's appointments, going for, for checkups, regular checkups. You know, we can't, we can't see inside our bodies and say, oh, Jesus Christ, I got something going on here. What the hell is that? You know, we don't know what's going on inside. So that's why it's important. I mean, I go, I, I, I see, I see my doctor right now. I see my doctor, you know, it's like going to the dentist. I see him twice a year, unless he needs to call me back for something. You know, I go for these health checkups. 
And they always ask me, quit smoking yet? No. Have you at least cut back? Somewhat. You know, how's your alcohol consumption? Well, I'm a weekend binger. Well, that's not good. No. We said don't drink through the week. I guess that makes a difference, right? <laughs> you know, it's not, but. Yeah, so that's, you know, um, and like I say, I don't know whether they're going to turn around and and uh, put labels, warning labels on alcohol as they did tobacco. I mean, that's going to be a, <clears throat> that's going to be remained to be seeing, you know, and how, how, how much of a pushback and how much, you know, um, you know, for, for the big breweries out there. You know, so we do want to do want to. We don't want to hurt their their alcohol sales. I mean, God forbid we do that. You know, it might put put the big breweries right out of business. You know, which will probably never happen. But obviously, it won't happen. But I I don't see their argument. You know, I you know. Warn them, okay, just warn the people the other way, right? Just through the news, through your doctor. You know, alcohol is not good for you. Wasn't meant to be consumed. It's like tobacco, other illicit drugs. You know, putting putting these poisons into our bodies, you know, as though we're just going to, just live forever or we get, you know, we get a, we get a retake, you know, which we don't. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, just putting it out there, you know, I think about, Think about the reasons why you drink. And of course, you know, when it comes to alcoholism and stuff like that, um, there is help. It's like other addictions out there. You know, there is help. And if you or yourself or your loved one or someone you know, you know, when it comes to alcoholism and stuff like that, you think they have a drinking problem. You know, um, and they might not even admit it. Say, I don't have a drinking problem. The problem is my beer is always empty. But, you know, it's, it's just hard. It's hard sometimes to, to have that, that real conversation with somebody. You know, a friend, a loved one. You know, to even mention to them that you know or even think that they have a drinking problem. You know, 
um, they go on the defensive and argumentative side of it. So, you know, you got to find ways of, of, you know, having that sort of communication with, with people, you know, in that situation. You know, they don't want to be, you know, they feel that, you know, they're being um, accused of something, you know. And I'm not a doctor or anything. I'm at, and people, people like that would even think they don't even have a problem, and that they do. You know, I mean, it'd be quite evident. I mean, obviously, I mean, drinking every single day, getting drunk every day. And for many reasons, as I mentioned, you know, in this podcast. But think about it. I'm thinking about it. And, you know, that's uh, another discussion another day, you know, in that. So I'm hoping to even just quit smoking. I mean, there's ways of doing it, you know, they have, they, they, they have, they have the gum, they have the patch. Maybe hypnosis, cold turkey. You know, I mean, I gotta, I mean, I gotta pick one sooner or later. You know, and I'd rather be in sooner than later. And it's not to say, even though, I mean, even though, you know, for you know, I quit smoking. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not going to get cancer. I mean, I still could. You know, lowering the risk is a good thing. Same with alcohol, lowering lowering the risks of, of, of the effects of alcohol is a good thing. You know, maybe just having one beer for the entire week. It's, you know, whatever we do, right? You know, whatever decisions people make or how they want to, how they want to deal with it. You know, financially, I mean, we can look at it that way too. I know here in Ontario, I go to the beer store and I buy, you know, uh, a case of 24 beer you know, it's like $55. Now, if you even buy a couple a week like that, you know, it's $110 a week. Times that by four weeks.
And if you drink hard liquor as well, I mean, that's not, that's not cheap neither. I mean, our, our alcohol here, just in, in the province of Ontario, I mean, it varies every, every province, you know, um, we're the, we're the most populated province of all, of all of Canada, you know, Canada's population is, is, you know, nearing, you know, 30, 39 million, or, you know, around, well, just say average of 38 million. Well, then you look at the population in the United States is 10 times our population. But besides that, we're the largest province and we're the highest taxed. And that, and, and that tax, you know, not just on gasoline and stuff like that, but on alcohol and tobacco. And they keep increasing these taxes. And the alcohol price goes up. And the majority of it, and the majority of it is tax. You know, not just the production side of it and the transportation side of it, right? So, oh, they just keep taxing and taxing and taxing. And like, you know, we raise, we raise tobacco prices with tax, right? You know, the average pack of cigarettes costs $15 a pack. If you smoke a pack a day or you smoke two packs a day, it's $30 a day times seven days. Financially, you know, and, and for some, I mean, financially, I mean, is it, we're out like, you know, with, with everything that's happening now, I mean, just for the cost of food, groceries have drastically increased. Rents have gone up. You know, here in the city of London, Ontario, uh, where, where I reside, is that we've had the highest rent increase in, in the major cities around Ontario. With We've seen like a 37%. Now you factor in alcohol and tobacco on top of all that financially i mean for for you know a lot of people out there i mean is that sustainable cutting back save you some money quitting would save you even more and then the other health benefits that come with that You know, back growing up, you know, my, my dad, my dad drank, but he quit drinking. He quit drinking. I think it was, um, 
quit smoking, I think, a year later. He's 83. So I guess he got benefits out of that. I guess we just have, you know, this decision, decision, decision. What do I do? What do I do? I enjoy it. Makes me feel better. You know, like that euphoria effect. Everybody's doing it. And then it's like, you know, you say, you say, you know, you decided that, okay, you know what? I'm not going to drink anymore. Go to your friend's place and they offer you a beer. Say, no, I quit drinking. No, no way. You did not, man. You're full of shit. You didn't quit drinking. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Grab a beer. Can't quit drinking. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Nothing wrong with me. Just don't want to have, I don't want to drink no more. I don't know what that does. I mean, does it like push you out of that crowd? Does it like, do you have to go find new friends? You know? Got to have to go to the new social club, you know, the non, the non, the non drinker club. I don't know. I don't know how that works. You know, I guess when we quit doing things that are not good for us and stuff like that, I guess we maybe potentially even find out who our friends are. I think we should be, I think we, you know, we socialize at work. We don't, we're not sitting there with a can of beer, sitting on the fork truck or doing what we're doing. You know, we socialize at work. We save that part for after work. So why, you know, we can socialize, we can socialize without it. Either way, you know, it's, it is what it is. And it's up to, it's up to us individually, you know, to, to decide what's best for, for you. You know, that's what it all comes down to. You know, and then, and then of course, you know, supports, you know, from friends, from friends and family. You know, and so on, co-workers and, you know, the acceptance, you know, that, hey, you know what, I'm not drinking anymore. I don't feel like it. You know, spend my, spend my money on something else, you know, new clothes, new car, you know, a nice vacation. <laughs> 
other things. Alcohol is not going anywhere, so it's going to hang around. Alcohol is going to keep socializing with everybody. So, like I say, it's, it, it's an individual thing, and, you know, it's, it, it's your choice of what you, what you decide and what you do. And, uh, you know, it's just something that each and one of us have to have to just in our own way, how, you know, what we're going to, what we're going to do with our own selves, our own bodies. So I want to thank you for coming out this evening and joining me. And, um, I'll be back out here, um, tomorrow, um, morning sunday morning wow you know just seems like the weekend just got here you know friday after work boom weekend saturday yes sunday i mean okay well you know sunday's a good day you know um hopefully got our errands done on saturday so that we can relax people can go to church or do whatever you do on sundays and then it's like a get ready. It's it, it's the day to get ready for Monday. Getting ready, getting your things ready for work, getting the kids' school stuff all ready for school. But morning, morning time is you know I can I can do I can start the show at at uh, nine a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning Eastern Standard Time. And there was a topic that I wanted to fall back on um, that. Um, actually really didn't get it finished and stuff like that. So, and it has to do with, um, um, of course we have this, this housing crisis going on, whether it's social housing, affordability and all that stuff. And, um, what the government, the Canadian government is doing. So we'll talk about that, uh, tomorrow morning at 9am. If you can join me, great. If you can't, I understand. So until then, enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. Enjoy the, your weekend. And uh, hopefully that we meet again. And take care. And thank you. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Good night.